Let's do it. Oh, yeah. I forgot this thing. Oh, yeah. Um, bam. Unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now, please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? What's up, Kick-Ass Nation, Misfits for Life? Hey, welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush. And ladies and gentlemen, we're on a highway to motivation, inspiration, and education tonight. You're on the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. We get right to the point. And the point to the point, no faking, cooking them seeds like a pound of bacon. How can he really do ACDC and then do vanilla ice at the same time? I don't understand. No, I don't fucking care. Anyways, welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show here every Tuesday night, 7 p.m., sometimes live, sometimes pre-recorded, where essentially my job, my responsibility, my passion is to impart upon you during this time actionable steps that you can take to implement in your life that can make your attitude, your outcome, your success, your happiness, your legacy, anything in your life better. That's what I do here. I've been doing this for a year and a half on this particular show, you know, sometimes solo shows, sometimes with guests, but just looking at all the different aspects of mindset and confidence and, and getting out of your own excuses and being able to truly live a legacy that you're really excited about, you know, over the course of the last even three or four days, I've had about five or six individuals reach out to me and ask me talking about congruency and authenticity. And, you know, how do I just show up being me? And I'm worried about what these people are going to say. And I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm doing all that. You know, that's what this show is all about is just bringing you the raw and unscripted inspiration, education, motivation that will get you off your ass and to think differently. You got to, you have to shift your perspective in order to shift where it is that you're going in life. And tonight I'm super excited to have a guest on with me tonight. His name is Mo Nabulsi and I've gotten to know him over well, the last couple of months here and just really excited about having him on the show because, you know, in talking about congruency and talking about authenticity, of course, me being me, I'm gravitated towards people who just show up and there's no games, there's no bullshit. The, the people are just themselves. It's like, you know, as an interviewer, sometimes I do these shows and I'll, I'll talk to a guest off camera and they will be one way. And then all of a sudden they'll I'll hit record, go behind a microphone and they change. Um, so that's one thing I love about Mo. I mean, he's a serial entrepreneur. Um, he's a fellow coach. He's a mover and a shaker. He's got a great story behind him that indicates the fact that when you hustle and you bust your ass and you, and you stay cognizant of the fact that there are lessons in life that you need to learn and implement, then, you know, that's what's gotten him to where he's got to be. So uh, without any further ado, I would love to welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show, Mo, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? That was uh, one hell of an intro. Yeah, you know, just off the cuff, like we were talking about before we go on camera. But uh, man, brother, thank you so much for being here. I apologize for my voice tonight. I've been talking like crazy over the last three, four, three or four days, a lot more than usual. But uh, man, welcome to the show. And how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's uh, It's been a busy day. Busy day. Yeah? Busy day. You got to bring in the Costco groceries and everything. That's a, <laughs> mm -hmm. the normal husbandly duties. I sit here. My studio overlooks the driveway. So when I when she comes in from groceries or Costco or anything, I know that my ass better be down at the front door helping her log all that stuff in because she just went and went through all the chaos of going there for two hours and dragging it into the car. Um, so, yeah, well, I definitely know. Especially that now. I mean, it's even more chaotic. It takes almost twice as long, at least over here it does. Yeah. How so? Do you guys have to disinfect everything before you put it away? uh the well yeah they do 
Yeah. And we sit there at the front door and literally with Lysol wipes or whatever, we disinfect every single thing before it goes in. It's crazy. It's like this whole uh, assembly line thing. But uh, um, speaking of which, and, and speaking of all of that, one of the things that I've been encouraged by and having some guests on the show recently is during this, pro during this time, during COVID is really just trying to dig into what it's been like for my guests and for myself. I mean, thinking about, you know, where life was, you know, three or four months ago to where it is today and where it's going tomorrow. How has all of this impacted you with COVID, the race thing, the political thing, everything that's happening here in the United States? How has that impacted you and your family and your business during this time? Well, that's a good question. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely multifaceted. I am, I, I'm a person who, <laughs> yeah, I get to lift weights. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I tend to block out the noise first and foremost. Uh, you know, I, I tend to not watch the news. Um, I'm kind of a, honestly, more of like a, like a hermit. I'm very recluse. I'm extroverted, but I'm introverted at the same time. Um, and so I, I tend to eliminate things that, you know, the, the mass or the public tends to, um, try to manipulate or f fear or create fear or, uh, anxiety or whatever the case may be. So most of the times I, I, I tend to be in my own head and, and because of that, it eliminates a lot of the worry. Now, you can't be ignorant to the fact of what's going on around you, particularly if you are in business um, and you know other people depend on you. So you have to figure out a way to pivot. And for me, luckily, most of my business is done online. You know, from the advertising agencies to the to performance coaching. You know, I, I have that ability to be able to leverage the internet and and continue my business. And so. You know, there there definitely was a a downside in the beginning, and 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 we're we're moving our way up, and we're pivoting. We're trying to find, uh, you know, different solutions and different avenues of of being able to um, cultivate success in 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 the new normal, right? So, the fact of the matter is, though, it all comes down to mindset. Like if if you're going to roll down, roll over, and play the victim, then you're going to play the victim. You're going to lose. And if you adopt a mindset where nothing is going to stand in your way, you're going to figure out a way and truly leverage your grit and your discipline to stay consistent and just figure out a way. Like that's just how I was raised. You know, there's, there's always a way you got to figure out a way. You just got to be able to grind it out long enough before you find it. Like if you're just sitting on your ass, twiddling your thumbs, playing video games, waiting for the government to send you a check, fuck you. You're not going to be getting shit. Nothing's going to happen to you. You're not, you're not in control at that point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> no, I know. I dig that. So what do you say? Cause I mean, a lot of people sit there and they, they know they need to hustle. They want to hustle, but they just don't have the hustle within them. It's, it's something that's been programmed in their life and their DNA. They're 45 years old. They've been doing the same shit over and over again. It's been working, but now all of a sudden the, the economy and everything else has been, you know, turned on its ass. What things do you say to the people that come to you? They're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, how do you get them to, to realize the bigger picture of that hustle, the, the, the greater why in that hustle to get off their ass and to get resourceful and get creative and, and, and sacrifice some shit in order to get where they want to go? What do you say to that? I mean, here's the thing, man. Uh, I haven't lived on this earth long enough. There are people that far surpass the knowledge that I, and, that I possess. But I will say this. From what I have learned is... 
you can't show the door to people and wipe their ass at the same time. <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's like a conundrum at that point. It's absolutely ludicrous. You can't do that. You cannot expect someone, you, you can't expect to help somebody when they're not willing to want to help themselves. If they're not in the state of mind of, hey, I want to do this, I just need the help. You know, they hold the old saying, like when the student is ready, the master will appear. It's, it's, it's the same principle. You know, I, I have, I have family that is close to me that, that this issue is a, is, is an ongoing thing that is frustrating and it's stressful. I have friends, I know people, you know, whatever we all know somebody, right? The fact of the matter is though, is unless you are willing to make that decision, you've made the choice, you have decided that this is what you want to do and you just need help to figure it out. There is nothing that I can say to you that's going to get you to change your mind. There's nothing that I'm going to be able to say to you. No magic formula. I mean, I don't know if any NLP or hypnotherapy is going to help unlock that. There might be. I haven't found it. Um, and, and so so that being said, you have to be in the frame of mind to want it bad enough and then make the decision internally to say, hey, I'm, I'm tired of being sick and tired. I want to figure this out. I'm tired of having my life being... <clears throat> being controlled. Um, and I want to be able to take control and, and, and take a hold of the wheel and, and guide my own life. And once you make that conscious decision, then, then you can go and reach out and then you can go to people like you, like me, like whatever, Tony Robbins, whatever the case and find and find that solution and then start working towards, um, that destination and, and really follow along that path. But, uh, until you're in that mindset and that frame of mind that, hey, I'm making this conscious decision, then you're just going to continue to play the victim. You're going to learn all the information. I mean, look at the world that we live in. How many people purchase courses, online education, books, services? Like, how many people do that and then it just collects dust? They don't do anything with it. It sits on their hard drive. It sits on their shelves. And they don't, they don't fucking do anything, nothing with it. It just sits there. So, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And so it becomes a it, it becomes a a process of which, like, okay, so at that point you become almost you almost become you you almost become this person that is internally lying to themselves. And 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 I have faced this with people that have found success and found true grit, and then decided to revert back. And, and start to kind of go backwards. And the part of the problem is, is the fact that they, they tend to walk towards destruction so that they can burn it all down and rebuild. But you have people that tend to not have the perseverance or the energy or the time um, to be able to do that. You know, So for example, let's just say you're 60 years old, you've worked hard your whole life, and you lost everything. You have no more energy. You're, you're tired, you just, you, you, you gave up, okay? You think you're old, you think you're done, you think you're ready to just roll over and die. 60 years old is young in today's modern standard, okay? You got another 30, 40 years, easy. That's a long Mark fucking Gasser, time. Mark <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. Long, long time to create an incredible life. And so, you know, again, it, it goes back down to what decision did you make for yourself? And then whatever those two decisions are, either you're, you're quitting, you're going to continue to play the victim, 
or are you going to make a decision to actually want to change your life? And once you're ready to make that decision and you've made that decision, at that point, you can start to actually make some, some really amazing strides because that information is out there. Obviously, we're, we're encompassed by it. Like there, it's, it's a plethora of information. I mean, it's, yeah. it's almost disgusting, right? It is. It's almost disgusting because there's too much information. Now we're getting to the point where we can't even decipher what's good and what's bad anymore because you can't tell the difference between a terrible product or service versus a good product or service when mm -hmm. they're both when they're both priced I, almost identical and they're both packaged very similarly. And then they check off all the buttons, right? All, all the lists. You've got the credibility. You've got the testimonial videos. You've got this, that, the other. Everyone's showcasing exactly what the product does or the service does. And yet you get fucked right in the ass because you, don't, you can't tell the difference between what's good and what's bad. And so at that point, I know I'm kind of going off of on a tangent here, but this is something very near and dear to me. At, at, that, at that point, at that point, it is it, Scott, 100%. It is all out there. And, and so at that point, if you're ready to make that decision, you're like, Hey, I want to figure this out. That's when you start leveraging people like, like you, Christopher, right within your network. They're like, you know, I see this guy talking about this stuff quite a bit. He, he has a show, you know, maybe I can ask him a couple of questions. And, and that's when you reach out. Hey, Hey, Chris, like what, what would you recommend? Can you help me? Can you help direct me? And then you just started this process of an evolution. And so don't ever assume that you're out of options and don't ever assume that you have no solution to your problem. You know, that that's the thing that kills me mm -hmm. is that people just, oh, I don't want to, I'm done. I'm done what, with that question. Well, you do. You know, what, you know what's funny, Mo? What's interesting, and thank you so much for that because it resonates with the listeners definitely, is Marie Forleo, I think that's how you pronounce her name, Marie Forleo, when I first got introduced to her, I was like, ah, she's kind of a, a woman's motivational person, but I got her book, uh, Everything is Figure Outable. And I saw her on a Tom Bilyeu interview and I saw her and she was like totally just being chill and she was just swearing. She was being herself, a New Yorker. And she's like, everything is figure outable. You know, you just, it's all about resourcefulness. I mean, so it's a great book um, for those of you guys out there that are struggling with that. But to your point, Mo, and I was thinking about that for me as the no excuses coach and, and really trying to determine what is the greatest piece of leverage that I can use to get somebody to change. Like when I was just describing that earlier, people come to me like, well, yeah, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, what's the key? What's the key that unlocks that door that I can get that person to change their perspective right now? You know, thinking about what Tony Robbins would say, you know, we do things for one or two reasons to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. So then I go into the legacy round. I'm like, are you living the life that you want to be remembered for? If you died tomorrow and went to a funeral, what would they say and who would come? And that's one of the things that I went through in my life, Mo, is I was like, I wasn't taking myself seriously and I was kind of floating. And then I went to this funeral and I sat in the back and I said, okay, if I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say? And I figured there'd be about 10 people that show up. They would show up with beer and Jack Daniels and they would tell stories about how Chris was a goofball, how Chris was some smart ass, how Chris drank and partied, how Chris chased girls. And I sat there and I'm like, you know what? That's painful for me to think that my legacy would be that when I've done all these other things, but that's what I was remembered for. And then I started taking my shit seriously because of that pain. And that's, that's what I think is one of the greatest leverages in this world. That, but like you said before, there's people in our direct lives who we see that are in pain and we see that they're going to be in even greater pain if they don't do something to fix their situation right now. Um, how does that, how do we, how do we distance ourselves from that aggravation 
in wanting to see something and knowing it could happen, but yet being feeling almost helpless, especially when it's somebody that's a family member. I, I, I actually just came to this conclusion with, uh, you know, some, some of the brothers and, 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 and my own understanding of realization, which is live your life, especially if they're close to you, live, live your life to the best of your ability. Okay. So you want to evolve. You want to become this best, this better version of yourself, right? The ultimate version of yourself. The only way that you could do that is to kill the guy that you were yesterday so that you become the guy that you want to be tomorrow. Right. And so, and so the only way that I have at least to the capacity of knowledge and understanding that I currently have is by living my life to the best of my ability and doing everything that I preach on a day-to-day -day basis and let whatever your definition of success is, right? Because we're not just talking about financial here. Success is, that's I mean, a big word. It's a big, big word. What's your definition and of success? My definition of success is doing something you love every single day and, and being able to have all the freedom in the world to do whatever it is you want to fucking do at any given moment. If I wanted to leave right now and go to Hawaii, I could do it Yep. with my family. That to me is success. If I, I need to drop everything to go watch my kids ballet recital or whatever the hell they're doing, that to me is success. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's financial freedom is definitely a part of it because the only thing that is free in this world are emotions. And I think we're going to start getting charged for those. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, the way that the world is heading. Um, mm -hmm. And so everything else has a monetary cost to it, right? Um, but, but to go back, by living, the, by living to the best of my ability and, and, and having my family, the people that are close to me, seeing this evolution of the person that I'm becoming today, tomorrow, the next year, the year after that, at, at some point, like, they're, they're going to either want to come to me and say, Hey, like, how are you doing this? I'm, I'm ready or, or they're not like yeah. that. That's it. And, and the sad part about it, like, I hate it when somebody tells me like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't have the guts. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a type a, I'm not a driver. I, 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 you know, I don't, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. I wouldn't even consider myself an entrepreneur. I'm more of like a creative builder than anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not buying companies and selling companies and building fortune 500. That's not me. I want to create things. I want to help people. And if that fits in the line of financial freedom and entrepreneurship, then cool. But again, I don't like to label things. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is that if, if you develop skills that are in need and you and you become masterful in those skills, you can charge whatever the fuck you want. Period. Yeah. So, and we live in a world where you can literally do anything. Like, literally do any. Like, I want this to be clear. You can literally do anything. If if you if you are like this incredible human being that can make these craft pieces of art out of pencils, you can create a business around that. Set up a YouTube channel. Show people how to do it start to sell your own product on, you know, on Shopify. Like there's, there is no excuse at this point. So let's say you're a career driven individual and you just want to go up the corporate ladder, not the best choice, but Hey, there are people that still want to do that. Cool. 
you still have that drive to be able to succeed in that. Let's say you're a teacher. Let's say you're an educator. Like the things, the knowledge that you have in your brain can be extracted and, and put online and, and, and be sold and, and actually help people. And the thing is, is that going back to my earlier statement, you can't tell the difference between a really good product or service or a bad product or service. So if you're really passionate about making art out of number two pencils and you're one of the best, but nobody fucking knows who you are and you want to sell these incredible pieces of work, then then do it. Yes. Like what's what's stopping you from doing that? If you love to teach second graders, but you don't get fulfilled by teaching second graders because of everything that's happening in the world, create a fucking online curriculum. Do put it on Kajabi, put it on, you know, sell it for, for $25, sell it for 50 bucks, sell it for a hundred, whatever. And it yeah. becomes better than what the curriculum is. Like there's so much opportunity. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be, have, to have elements of entrepreneurship. Like we're all, we're all salespeople. You're selling yourself. I'm selling myself right now on this call and I'm not trying to do shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is. It's you know what I'm saying? Selling and connecting and serving and yeah. Right. 100%. I mean, you know this, Chris, when, yeah. when, when you meet someone, you're selling yourself, whether you, whether you admit it or not, whether you think you are, or you're not, you are mm -hmm. when, you know, when you got married and you decided to wife her up, you had to sell her to even go on a date with you. Right? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I told her we we're going to play naked strip musical chairs when I met her and she liked it. And, she went out on a date with me. All right. Well, that's an easy close, but uh, <laughs> I, I had to work a little harder than that. I mean, you oh, see, nice. Okay. But I mean, that's that that's ultimately what it is. And so you you you're in you live in a world of opportunity amidst this chaos because it is a chaotic world. But just like everything else that's happening, you just got to be able to quiet the noise around you. And, and settle in on, on, on one thing and just put your head down and fucking work. Yes. Yes. I love that. It's, I mean, it's really, that's what I, that's one of the things I dig about you. Mo. And of course, of course I gotta, I gotta give a little shout out here to Joe. Joe says success is only seven letters. It's not a big award. Joe's Joe's our guy. That's going to be, uh, it's giving us our shit, but as far as Joe's, I'm, I mean, I'm waiting, I'm now. waiting for Joe to like start doing stand up. Like I'm just, I'm waiting he for should. He should. I mean, he's funny. He's not cute, but he's funny. You know. I mean, have you seen most comedians? They're 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 all ugly as fuck. I know. I know. You know. Well, but they're funny. Yeah. No, he's he's funny looking. Yeah. No, we appreciate Joe. Joe's Joe's smart. Joe's a really good guy, and Joe introduced us. So thank you, Joe. I, I sincerely appreciate that. So Mo, what 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 you know? Tell us a little bit about your story, your background. What got you to this point? What got you so hungry? What got you? really motivated to be you. Cause that's, I'm like, I started the show talking about, I've been hit up like three or four times in the last couple of days about people who are struggling just to be them, but just take us back a little bit and talk us about where, where, what your journey has been to get you to this point. Were you always confident? Were you always successful? Was there a period in your life where you did reach that pain threshold where you're like, Holy shit, I gotta get my crap together. You know, perhaps it was maybe when, when your kids were born, um, talk to us a little bit about your journey and, and where you went and what, what decisions you made to get where you are now. I'll try to give you a brief summary without going too much in depth, but uh, no, I was not always confident. Um, I was I was pretty shy up until I was in high school. Yeah, about high school, I started my extroverted 
you know, whatever behavior started to really start to come out. Um, and, and I noticed that I really like people. Um, and then as I grew older, I realized that I don't like a lot of people. I like a certain amount of people. I don't have, I don't have, let me rephrase that. I don't have tolerance for, for people that, that victimize themselves. I don't have tolerance for people that are always secretly wishing for your fail, like your demise at whether it be in business or in anything that you do in life. But in person, they're fucking uplifting you. Like I hate people that fake the funk. Part of it is because of this. And, and this is funny. This is going to be interesting. So I grew up uh, from a family that basically came from dirt and they built businesses. Like that's what they did. Uh, my dad owned a furniture store in Beirut, Lebanon. Uh, he passed one and he was starting a uh, uh, car business. He would fly to the U.S. back and forth. He passed when I was seven. His, uh, all of his brothers jumped onto that business. One was a civil engineer, left that, decided to build the, the wholesaling automotive business, made a lot of money. Then, you know, the other brother started getting into a whole bunch of stuff. You know, he was, uh, he was a chef and then he started owning gas stations and smoke shops and the traditional, you know, Middle Eastern, whatever. And, and so, so I've always been around entrepreneurship, like, it's funny now that I'm thinking about it out loud. Um, I was I was really lucky to be around to have my uncles take me, and and I spent my free time in their businesses. Like I saw everything from 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 you know a very young man all the way through my twenties. Part of the the mental aspect is is I decided to leave everything we had a big blowout with with my uncles and um i left for a while acted like an idiot and then um i started to i started to i started to create this persona of the person that i wanted to be Talk but, about but wasn't yeah so i wasn't i wasn't focusing i wasn't focusing it as much internally as i was outwardly and part of that was building this facade and that facade started to actually exude this falsified person. So everything that came out of me in internally was a lie. Um, and it, it took me some time to really come to terms with that and come to terms with the fact that, Mo, you're a fucking liar. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to people. Uh, and, um, dude, thank you for sharing that because you know what, what's interesting is that, and I keep saying this, it's so crazy because my buddy Scott's here on, on the call with us. Actually, I just saw that Matt, Matt, Matt's on here also. He's like, look at these two fucking studs. Good shit. What's up, Matt? Matt's going to be on the show too. Definitely. I think I'm just going to awesome. work through the brotherhood and have yeah. you guys all on as guests. That way I can get to know you better. Plus you guys are all just kick-ass dudes. But when you were saying that I did the same thing. I used to call it um, uh, imposter syndrome. And I figured I, I didn't like the way I was when I was a kid. And so I wasn't accepted. I was always bullied. I was personal, you know, all sorts of, of abuse inside my, ho my home when I was a kid. And so I figured I'm just going to, I'm going to make the person that I want to be. And I just started being that person, but I was such an imposter. I was such a fake that, you know, like you were saying, it was like, 
and then people started, you know, commenting on it and all of a sudden and I, I crashed. I was like, I went away. I didn't want to be around anybody else because I was like, okay, being me isn't good. Trying to be somebody else that I think everybody else is going to find cool and important. You know, I had the long hair, I had everything, you know, and, and it wasn't until I got real with myself trying to figure out, okay, who in the fuck am I? You know, and it's taken me, I'm 51 and it's taken me up until recently just to really own who I am. So I appreciate you sharing that, man, because it's so important that we all go through these struggles. And it's like, you know, some people come to me and they say, dude, you got it all figured out. You're so happy. You're so motivated. You're so positive, blah, blah. You know, everything seems so kick-ass in your life. I'm like, I have bad days too. You know, we all have struggles and everything. So I appreciate you sharing that with us in the beginning of the journey, because that shapes who we see now. And that's an evolution. And that's, talk to us a little bit about that evolution, how you got from that spot where you were kind of like, wow, I'm not this and I want to be that. Well, it was, I appreciate that. It was multifaceted. I mean, it definitely had its layers, right? So it wasn't like it all happened at once. It was a combination of external forces, close friends, uh, my wife, um, and, um, and then really looking, looking at myself and then information. So, one of the best books that I read w was called, um, uh, you know what? Hang on. Let me find it. I have it right here. Mastery by Robert Greene. That's, that's one of my favorites. That's 33 actually, Tragedies that's, of War. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Those are my two favorites. But uh, this one right here. So it's the, the man. It, Ooh, I like so, that. Man. Stop lying. Start leading today. Yeah. So oh. I introduced... Uh, Mark Charlton, a mutual friend of ours, mm -hmm. to to um, Wake Up Warrior, which is a brotherhood by uh, Garrett J. White, which led to a lot of the things that we're doing today. Now, you know, I've I've always I've been listening to Tony Robbins since I was twenty years old, um, and and anything in personal development, I've always had that in my mind. I just didn't utilize it properly. Uh, from hypnotherapy to affirmations to vision boards to, you know, gratitude journals. Like there's a lot of things I still do today um, and just feeding my mind. I, was, I wasn't a very good student. Uh, I hated school. Um, you know, I went to about a, not even a full semester of university and uh, it just wasn't my thing. Um, and now I read and listen more than I ever have in my entire life which is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Not really. When you're obsessed with something that you fall in love with and you want to truly uh, enhance that skill set or, or you want to develop mastery, um, it's, it's like eating your favorite food. Like I can eat pizza all day, every single day. I don't because I wouldn't, you know, but like <laughs> just a fatter face than I have now. Um, so, so going back to it was like, it, I, the way that I look at it, man, is like there were like ripples in time. Yeah. And, and it started slowly and then it started accelerating. And then actually, I got to give a shout out to my boy, Mark, because um, I, I invited him to this event and I didn't show up. And, he, and yep. Like and, a live event? And like I made event? Or? And the, the coaching event, which changed his life and changed his direct uh, trajectory. Um, so it was very impactful. It, it, it's funny how things happen in life. Um, but, but I didn't show up because I made the excuse that I couldn't afford it when I've 
like at that time in my life and today, I never ask my, I never say those things. I say, I say, how can I afford this? Right. right, right. It, it's just a, it's, it's a different shift of thinking. And so, but I was still, that was like my third ripple. Okay. I went from stop lying to people to stop lying to myself to now stop fucking making excuses. <laughs> right. So, so it, it had these, like it had these ripples and, and so I just tried to be more aware of it. And then having external forces like Mark, like other people come to me and say, dude, like what the fuck's going on? Like, you know, so I went from the person that I was to the person that I became to the person that I want to become. And that's someone who doesn't make excuses. That's someone who sticks to his word. That's someone that is honest and doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Yes. Um, and, and, and I'm, and I'm happy with who I am. I am content with who I am and not everybody. The thing is like, it's so tough to try to be yourself when you want to mimic other people that you respect and admire. But that doesn't mean that you cannot take elements of their personality, right? Yep, it's just yep. like the information that you feed your brain becomes part of your belief system. And, and, if, and if you didn't change who you were, then you would stay who you are. So what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Like if you want to be better, you can't stay in the same place. If you want to, if you want to put on 20 pounds of muscle, you can't do the thing that you've been doing for the last 20 years. It ain't going to happen. Right. Nope. You got to nope. change it up. You need a new game plan. You need to start doing different. You got to start taking some creatine, some vitamins, maybe shoot up some steroids. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, maybe TRT if you're over the age of 35, but, uh, so, so that's kind of, that's kind of my mini evolution to discovering who I was. And, and I got emotional there for a second because that was a big, like that was a big turning point in my life. It was very pivotal. It was, it, 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 it had the most impact. And then the most impactful thing prior to that, which was the first ripple, which is identifying, not lying to myself was like you said it, Chris, you nailed it right on the fucking head. My kid's being born. Yep. Yep. I just kept fucking around and fucking around. I'm like, I, I, it was almost like I had an infinite amount of time to figure out the things that I wanted to do. And all of a sudden that went away within an instant. And I made a conscious decision that I'm going to provide them with the best possible life that I possibly can give them. And I'm going to be the best fucking dad and the best version of myself that I can. We're and so that was, a, and that, and that was the first initial ripple. Respect, dude. Seriously. No, no, thank you. That's, that's not, like I said before, that's the thing I love about you. And it's crazy as we sit here and talk. And like I said, I'll Scott before, um, you know, it's just being that real raw, you know, vulnerable person. That's what we need. That's what I dig about the brotherhood that we're in is that, you know, when I was like, okay, what are these guys all about? And they're like, I'll be raw and vulnerable. And people used to give me shit. They're like, dude, why do you share everything? Why do you share when you have bad days? Why do you, I'm like, because it's normal. Everybody has those things, you know? So I really appreciate you sharing that story with us and talk to us about, um, you know, sorry, my dog is going crazy. Can you hear, can you hear my Doberman? Oh, oh. How good is my mic? You have a Doberman? Yeah. I have a fat Doberman. <laughs> uh, that's that's literally the dog that I want. I want a female. Really? Yeah, I got a male, Ozzy. Yeah, no, he's yeah. awesome. Um, awesome. 
so now I forgot my question. Um, Sorry. No, no, no worries. No worries. No, because when, when I think about, you know, talking about fatherhood, we adopted Jackson three and a half years ago. I didn't, I was, you know, I was 48. We were trying to have a kid naturally when my wife's 10 years younger than me. So she was 30, I was 40. And when we first started dating, um, we said, you know, she wanted kids. And I was like, no, it's a deal breaker. I'm not into kids. I'm, I'm into success and doing all these things. My free time, you know, I was never into kids. And then, um, because I loved her so much. I'm like, okay, I'll have a kid when I'm 40 and you're 30, that gives me another eight years to be successful. And I didn't want to have kids when I was younger because I saw my friends having kids and I was like, okay, you seem miserable and I'm going to still, still go have fun. But when Jackson came along, it was really an eye opener for me to get real with what my why was, what my why is. And to get real with what's most important, is it my ego? Is it my success? Is it the amount of things that I can show to people? You know, because I've always, me personally, I've always had to strive for that acceptance and that, that acknowledgement. You know, I sit there and tell people, when you make people feel significant, you own them. Because when I know when I feel significant, I will do anything for anybody. And going through that process and realizing when my, when my son was born, um, it was like, okay, this isn't about me anymore. And it's about him and thinking about my childhood and everything else. And that's what I love about what you said about being the greatest dad is that my childhood was pretty fucked up. I never knew who my biological dad was. He, he was married. He has, he had kids. I have brothers and sisters somewhere, but I don't want to screw up their life. Um, but you know, what, what really have you learned? How old are your kids? So I have a 21 year old. What the fuck? Yeah. So my wife hired her. So, okay. Quick, quick, quick. Let me, let me do the math on that. My, yeah. Okay, so my wife is six years older than I am. Um, I'm 35. She's 40. She'll be 41 uh, here in the next, wow, um, next couple months. Um, so she had her when she was very young. She was 17, 18, 18, I think, maybe 19 years old. Uh, her biological father uh, really has just kind of been in and out of her life um, up until she was probably in her early teens. And then the communication really just kind of dissipated. Uh, but he was never like, I mean, my, my, my wife raised her as a single mom, like, but, but I mean, never any financial support. Like we call him the sperm donor. Right. So That's what I call uh, my father too. Yeah. So she, she has been my daughter ever since I came into the picture, which she was around 11, 12 years old, 12 years old. Sweet. Um, and you know, built in nanny. She's a great kid, uh, lover to death. And then I've got, twins that are six all girls fraternal twins wow um so yeah it's a house full of girls which is why i have my own little space here uh this is my my zone my media room my my uh music room my my yeah, office home office classes, yep 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 so um you know it's 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 pretty interesting dealing with so much estrogen <laughs> and you want a female dog <laughs> and I want to only because here's why. O uh -huh. So only because I have a friend that, or he's acquaintance. That's a, uh, a neighbor and uh, his daughter is a breeder. And he kept telling me that that female Dobermans are incredible for for children. They're she's very uh, they're they're very protective for yep. the young. So that's literally Amazing. the only yeah, literally the only reason amazing dogs. I, we adopted Ozzy. We, I, cause I always had shepherds all my life. And so we got answered this ad for a black shepherd and I was like, cool, right on. And a Rottweiler or a Doberman. 
And my wife fell in love with him. My wife fell in love with this dog from the picture of his puppy, whoops, puppy picture on the internet. She's like, we have to go see him. As soon as, as soon as the van rolled up, she pulled him out of the car. We got him. And I was sitting there going, okay, now I have a Doberman. And I started researching because I've never had one before. They are the most loyal dogs. They are, they're, they're awesome dogs. And especially my friend has a female one. She is the sweetest thing. Emmy is just so sweet. So you're going to be totally happy with, with, um, with, uh, with a female Doberman. Um, can't remember where we were, where we were going at. Um, so what have been, what have been your biggest learning lessons now post being dad? So you, so we got you to being a dad and going through those realizations. Um, so what lessons have you learned now? you got two twins that are six, um, and, and an older daughter, what kind of lessons have you learned and what, how has that helped your, your path to still becoming who you are today? Um, well, I definitely learned the true definition of patience. <laughs> Any version of patience that I had thought in my mind was thrown out the window and stomped on in the backyard because I, I had to develop patience. Um, and it, it, it was, it was, it's, it's been tough. It hasn't been an easy road. And then being able to understand, cause like I became a dad to a teenager for almost instantly. Right. So there's that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Luckily I got, I got lucky because she was, you know, she's such a great kid. Like she's never been, you know, you have kids, you never know, like you're not my real dad and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Never had that. She calls, she calls me by my name. But to everybody, that's my dad. Nice. So I don't give a shit what she calls me. Right. Um, and and then, so that that's a that's an interesting dynamic that I had to kind of work towards, and then balancing those hormones. And then my wife, who's very, she's a very powerful woman. She's she's Puerto Rican Mexican, so oh the Latina God. the Latina red blood in her. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and so very fiery loyal as fuck to the core. So that's an incredible, you know, thing that she's got uh, about her. But with that loyalty comes, <laughs> comes some stress. But I so I, before. I, yeah. And then, you know, learning how to really just, I think really honestly, man, patience is the thing that has taught me. It's like being impatiently patient or patiently impatient. Right. So patiently impatient, I think, is the wrong way to go. But being impatiently patient when it comes to my business, like I started playing the long game, but I started really focusing on the things that are going to move the needle as quickly as possible. At the same time, making the decisions that are going to help the longevity of my business. Right. And also understand that it's not all about work. You know, I've done the 14, 16, 20 hours a day. I've done them. You know, I worked seven days a week from I would leave the house at seven and I would be back at the house by 10, 11 o'clock at night. I was in the car business like it fucking sucked. Um, so <laughs> sorry to all you car. Yeah. So <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I did that. And then I I switched to a myriad of things like I would go back and forth and back and forth. I would always do something. I was always doing like odd jobs. I was a consultant. I was this. I was that. Till I finally landed on it when my kids were born and I just, you know, had opportunities that that really presented themselves, created an opportunity for myself within an organization that led to finally starting my agency and learning a lot of things along the way. You know, within the first year, I 
I was balling out thinking that I had made it and lost 42% of my business the following year. And then, you know, there's been a lot of shifts and lots of peaks and valleys. And, and so now I'm like, I don't really have a number. I just know exactly what I want to do and I know what I want to provide. And those opportunities correlate to, you know, to particular revenue. And, but at the same time, I want to be able to have the flexibility and the availability to do whatever it is whenever I need to. Part of that is being able to work from home. I don't have an office. I've had an office. It's, it's, it, there was no point in me doing that. My team is virtual. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've got 20 people that five employees and 15 contractors that I treat like employees that we've worked with for the last two years, synonymously, harmoniously, incredibly. And it's funny because now you're seeing businesses scaling down business owners, being able to work from home and finally re realizing that they can fucking do it. As long as you separate now, you do need some sort of, you need a discipline to be able to do it. You have to be very self-motivated, yes. right? You need to have your own plan. You have to, luckily that's not a problem for me. I've had that discipline. I don't know how I have it, but I have it. I'm sure it's part of the environment that I was raised because I would be around, you know, how my uncles would do business and those motherfuckers worked like dogs and, <laughs> and, you know, and I bless them for that. So, you know, I am blessed. That's the other thing, man. You got to wake up every day and realize that you are blessed. You are blessed to live in this country, first and foremost, despite everything that's happening around you. You're blessed. So everybody shut the fuck up. You're not in a third world country. You're not dealing with bombs. You're not dealing with this, that, or the other. You're not dealing with sickness. You're not dealing with dirty water. You're dealing with how are you going to pay your light bill next next month. And right now, you're being taken care of because the government is basically giving you a pass. So chill out. So so my thing is that you got to wake up grateful. You got to be grateful for the things that you've got. And, and that gratitude and that mindset of gratitude is is the thing that's going to help you succeed in life. And here's something that I learned uh, uh, recently that really stuck with me that I've been adopting and hopefully it'll be helpful to you guys. Um, I learned recently that what I do now is I don't write out what I want to make next year. I write out how much money I want to give. The, re the reason you do that is because it gives you the opportunity to say, well, if I want to give X, then I need to be able to make 10 times that much to be able to give that away. And now you're, now, now you're providing to the law of reciprocity. You're, you're, you're tipping the scales in the sense that because uh, because most people when they give it's it's a selfish gift let's be honest right most people are like ah oh, well you know I've been there I get it I'm generous when I have the income when I have the money right mm -hmm. everybody would be generous for the most part if you know if you go from making fifty thousand dollars a year to not donating a dollar to making a million dollars a year you're still not going to donate a dollar because you're an asshole. But if you're making 50 grand a year and you're donating 20 bucks you're, and you make a million dollars of the next year, you're going to probably donate a few thousand bucks to local charity or maybe your family or whatever the fuck it is. So you have to adopt a, a, a gratitude mindset and you have to adopt a giving mindset. And I think that's so important because it made me see things totally differently, Bam. totally differently. 
And then this is the trick. Most people say, well, you can't go after your passion because your passion isn't going to be aligned with the income that you're going to make, right? So it doesn't mean that your passion is going to be able to make money. Cool. I understand. And I agree to an extent. Mm -hmm. I think that you should have a mechanism, whether it be a job, whether it be a side hustle, whether it be you know a business that you're not very fond of, but I believe you should have a mechanism or a machine that can build your passion, fuel your passion. Okay, so if you if your passion is again to make incredible art out of number two pencils, but you can't finance it right now because you need to be able to pay your bills, then get a job to help pay your bills while you build that passion and turn that passion into a business. And we live in the world now where your passion can align with opportunity. Whereas yeah. 20 years ago, that never fucking existed, man. Oh, 20 I mean, years well, ago, your passion never aligned with 10 years ago. Your passion didn't align with opportunity. And if it did, it was very minimal and it wasn't mainstream yet. No, it's, it's amazing. It's like we said before, Mo, there, I mean, all the information is out there on Google and YouTube. People would come to me like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, you know, what's your issue? Oh, I have too much anger. I'm like, go, go fucking Google and type how to remove anger. I said, what are you trying to figure out? You know, you everybody can go out there and figure it out. Like, like we said before, Mo, you have to sit there and you have to want it and you have to get to that, that pain threshold of, okay, I can't continue doing what I've always done because I'm going to continue to get what I've got. You know, the definition of insanity. Um, you know, I know that you're a fellow coach. Who is it that your ideal client is? And, and talk to us a little bit about the coaching process that you take them through, because obviously you have the mindset, you have the experience of that you've gone through the valleys and the peaks and the different, you know, situations you've been through since birth and through child rearing. And, and again, I just have to give you a huge compliment in the fact that you've been so vulnerable and so open about those stumbling blocks to get where you're at now. Talk to us a little bit about that. About the personal development or my performance coaching? Yeah, the performance coaching. I mean, how do you, who it is that you work with and, and uh, so, walk us through that process? So I, I, when I started, and it's still in beta, right? Uh, but when I started, my, my, my ideal avatar was uh, career you know, uh, individuals, executives, what have you, and, and entrepreneurs. And the only reason why I chose those is because 90% of the time, they're going to be driven individuals. They, they want to achieve something. And if they want to achieve in finance, I can get them to achieve in their health um, and then personal development, what have you. So now it's 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 shifting a little bit um, and we're able to kind of isolate. And I'm just looking for people that um, that that are that are wanting more out of life and have the tenacity and discipline to do so. And it's a little bit more finance, a little bit kind of picking needles out of haystack. So I still go over the first, I still, uh, I try to identify first with career executives and, and entrepreneurs, but then, you know, you're able to find <clears throat> little nuggets here and there. And really what I do, man, is if you can, if you can optimize the brain and the gut, you can weaponize the body. And if you weaponize the body and everything else is working in accordance, you're going to make more money. You're going to be more fulfilled. You're going to sleep better. You're going to wake up feeling like you're a fucking king or queen. And you're going to conquer everything that you touch in life. Period. Period. Mm -hmm. And it's not mm -hmm. about getting a six pack. And it's not about necessarily losing body fat, even though that could be a prerequisite depending on where you're at. Um, it's, it's really about being the best version of yourself by, by handling the thing that we can't control which is this, this, 
and this. That's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then everything else will essentially work itself out, especially if you're a performer already. Right. right. One question. I want, one question I have for you. You said this before, and I forgot to ask it. You know, it's very, it's a very interesting word. Best. You know, it's about probably three or four years ago. I came home, and I can't remember what it was. I was taking off my clothes, taking off my watch, and I thought about something, and I'm like, "Well, I did the best I could today." And I was like, and I don't know why. Just stopped, and I was like, "Hmm, best. Hmm. Did I do my best?" If somebody had a gun to my head and said they were going to kill me if I didn't do my best, was that really my best? And I started right. analyzing the best and, and my followers know this for me is that my biggest curiosity, and I was going to ask you about your curiosity about people. My biggest curiosity is trying to figure out, um, why people don't do their best or what their definition of, of best is because some they say, Oh, I did the best I could. And my biggest curiosity is a lot of that goes back to our childhood. You know, the first day studies show, and I know you're into to neuroscience and neuroplasticity, but the studies show from what I've seen is like, you become the person you're going to become between the ages of zero and five. And I think about my best, how did, how did I learn my best? And I'm like, Oh, you know, when I came home from school and I did shitty on a, on a paper and my mom said, did you do the best you could, Chris? And I was like, right. Yeah, mom, I did. Okay. We'll do better next time. And I was like, did you do your best at sports? Well, yeah, I did. We'll do better next time. And I really caught myself in that moment. Mom, I was like, my best, am I really giving my fucking best? If I was sitting here, you know, on camera in front of somebody and they said, okay, Chris, do your best. And it really caused me to think about that and think about that. That's almost an out for us in a way. What's your perception on your best and, and how do you define it for yourself and for your clients? It's a good question, man. Uh, great way to end this call. Um, if we are ending it, I don't know if we're ending it. I can go for another hour, but, uh, my, <clears throat> my version of best internally is being better than I was yesterday. Love it. If I can do just a little bit better than I did yesterday, that compounds over time because at the end of 30 days, even if you were just leveling up by 2%, what is that going to do for you? How is that going to change you? I think people overcomplicate things and they shoot way too high or they shoot way too low. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe, to quote Will Smith, being realistic is the fastest way to reach mediocrity. I believe that. I think you should have a lot of optimism because, I mean, honestly, like, who are the most optimistic human beings on the face of this planet? Kids. Entrepreneurs. Oh. And kids. Yeah. But as far as adults, kids, oh. yeah, 100%. But entrepreneurs, because they truly believe that they can do something to solve a problem or to change the world or this, that, or the other, or to make an impact, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and the, the issue with, as far as like how you were conditioned as a child, your environment, you know, uh, the, the, that's probably the biggest one. And then, and then, um, the circumstance is, is also, relatively huge. The issue with that is that that is viable and it's very true and it can be rewarding or it can be damaging depending on how you were raised and where you were raised and the circle of which you were raised in. Um, that's why you see a lot of people, myself including, wanting to unlearn, right? So I've been blessed, but there's things, there are things that I have been conditioned, that has been part of my belief system that I had to unlearn and then learn again, which is really, really difficult. 
especially when it's already ingrained into your persona. So when somebody tells me, you know, my like my wife said this to me when we were first dating, there were things about me that I wanted to change that I did not like about myself. Um, and the thing that she said, well, you can't change. You are who you are. And, and she doesn't believe that anymore. But but there are people who truly, yeah, there are people who truly believe that, that you are who you are. And I totally disagree, 100%. Yep. If you still have a working brain between your ears, you can unlearn the things that made you the way that you were to develop new nuances, new belief systems, new frameworks yeah. to become a better version of yourself, the person that you see yourself becoming. But it's not easy. And, and a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot, but majority, maybe whatever, 50%, I don't fucking know. <laughs> a lot. I, I, I just know a lot of people don't want to put in the effort to do it. Look at the Nor do they have the you know, Everything's a quick pill. Everything's a quick fix. A one-day course. Oh, like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, like you hear about overnight successes. Yeah. It took them 15 years to become an overnight success. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, it's just, it's, it's mind numbing sometimes. And it literally irks me and hurts my soul when I see people who cannot, who cannot come to terms of the fact that they can become better if they choose, they can get out of the circumstance that they're currently in. If they so choose and desire to and decide. And it's sad because they truly believe that they're stuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've been, doing these, I've been doing these free coaching calls, dude. And it occurred to me and I just did them just out, uh, during COVID. I just want to help people and just like, just like you just, just help and serve and just grow. And through those conversations, it was amazing because it was about five or six in and I started noticing a pattern and you know, as a coach, you start seeing a pattern like, what the hell is this? And I just took it. I just took a risk and I asked this one lady, I actually interrupted her. And I said, when are you going to stop punishing yourself? And she's like, I'm not, pun I'm like, you're punishing yourself. I said, you are punishing yourself for something. I said, do you love yourself? Yes or no. And I said, you shouldn't have to fucking think about that. If you love yourself and you're not punishing yourself, chances are you're probably living a pretty good life. And then you reach yep. into the, you reach into the, the depths of what has happened. And they're like, okay, you did something back then and you're punishing yourself. Now you're jeopardizing your success. You're sabotaging all these different things based on your mindset. When you could simply choose to navigate differently. I'll tell you a quick story, dude. Um, I don't, I'm, I have a sister, a half sister, same mom, different dad. I didn't see her from the point I was nine years old until I was in my thirties. And I spent all this time with my mom. I was homeless on the streets, all sorts of stuff, you know, tried to commit suicide twice. Fortunately, I sucked at it, had a gun put to my head. A guy was going to blow my brains off for not Jesus. wanting to buy his cigarettes, all this different stuff. So I went through all this shit with my mom. My sister went and lived with her dad who had money and had a normal life. So you flash forward, she was 16. I meet her and she's like 40 and she's exactly like my mom. And I'm like, what happened? And she said, she said to this, I don't talk to her anymore. She said, baby brother. She goes, how did you not turn out like mom? And I remember it vividly. And I'm like, I chose not to. How did you turn out like her? You haven't even been around her in like 25 years. You went and lived a normal life. She was so mad at my mom that she just carried all that anger and resentment and punished herself for the rest of her life. And I honestly had to get to a point, Mo, where I was like, I wish you well. You could take all of that and I wish you well. I tried that. She was just bent and determined to do my mom one, one better in her life. And she was like younger than my mom and just doing the same exact things was driving my driving me crazy. I'm like, stop punishing yourself. You can choose to change the things. And I, that's what I love about what you're saying. Mo is it's just like, it's that it's not making that giant leap. 
It's like every day, just trying to hone a little better, learn a little bit more, listen a little bit better. How can I be better, better dad, a better entrepreneur, a better person? How can I make the world a better place? Am I right? 100%. You know the best way to do that? Hmm. Start creating habits, form new habits, one at a time. How long does it take to, to, to really instill a habit? Because we used to say it was like, what, 21 days, but... Yeah, then they say it's 66 days, and some say it's 228 days, and some say the average is 128. Who knows? All I know is do it until it becomes second nature, until it becomes like you're going to the bathroom when you need yeah. to go to the bathroom. That, to <laughs> me, is when you've created a habit. Who gives a shit about statistics? Because for you, it could take you two weeks. It could take me three months, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One step at a time. Amen, Scott. Hey, love you guys. Keep being amazing. Love you too, Scott. Hey, so Mo, we could uh, literally talk for hours. I want to respect your time. We'll definitely be back on a jam. Probably having a Friday yeah. night live with Scott. I think that'll be a great conversation. Um, kind of close us out with some with some thoughts that you know, if you had a camera on you and you were talking to the world right now you know, in three minutes or whatever, what would you say to people watching? Cause I have a lot of people watching that are super successful and, you know, rocking it. Um, amazing. I, and, and again, a shout out to all you guys that are here tonight on the comments, on the replays, my fans are, I mean, I don't I hate to call them fans or my friends or my family. I mean, they truly are. Um, they're all amazing. Some of them are super successful. Some of them are struggling every single day. And I, and I talk to them and help them as much as I can. Um, you know, first of all, where can people get a hold of you? So I don't forget that part. Yeah. So you can find me online. Uh, my handle is uh, Coach Nabolsi, or you can just Google Mo Nabolsi. I'm everywhere. My website, email mo at monabolsi.com. If you just look at Mo Nabolsi, you'll, you'll find all my social profiles. Yeah. Um, I would say the best communication would be email or Instagram. Um, I literally only use Instagram. I would say 99% of my use for Instagram is just communication. So that's a great way to, thank you, Chris. That's a great way to communicate. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so answer the question, then I'll take us out. But uh, you have a camera on you. You have a few minutes. You're addressing the world. No I would, <laughs> yeah. Um, Well, first and foremost, I would say just understand that failure is part of the process and that everyone goes at their own pace and avoid comparing yourself to others. That's one of the worst things that you could ever do. Um, but don't be afraid to take risks and chances when you have the opportunity to do so. If you're in your early 20s, early thirties, if maybe you don't have children, you, you don't have them built a family yet, you could take those risks, then it's a perfect time to do it. And then start developing habits, habits that are going to serve you. Um, whatever, whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish in your life, if you want to develop new skills, if you want to master your skills, um, and you don't know where to start, start creating, start creating habits that are going to serve you throughout that process. And, and really just start to fill your brain with, with good food, like read things that are going to help you. One, one cool thing, this is something that I do. Um, again, everything that I've ever learned, I've stolen or borrowed from somebody. So it's not mine. I can't take credit for it. But one thing that I do that is part of my ha uh, habit routine is that I wake up every single day and I write in my grateful log. Now, I use the five-minute journal. You don't need the five-minute journal. It's just 
I, I, I buy them in bulk and, and I, you know, I go through them. It's just something that I'm accustomed to. Um, but write three things that you're grateful for that day and then end the day with the three things that you're grateful for. Adopting a, a, a mindset of gratitude is, I would say, probably going to be the most impactful thing in your life. And truly, and truly, um, be honest with yourself. Don't, don't, don't fall into the trap or you, you keep repeating the same thing. I'm grateful that I closed a $3,000 deal today. And then the next day I'm grateful for, you know, the sheets that I slept in because there were a hundred percent Egyptian cotton. Like don't, and don't really truly be thoughtful with it. Right. And at the same time, don't overthink it. You know, you, if you wake up and, and you're breathing, be grateful that you're fucking alive. Be grateful that you live in a, in, in a country where you're able to have opportunity that, you know, 80% of the world's population doesn't like be grateful for things that, that truly matter to you. And then, so that, that's the biggest thing. And then the, the other thing that I, I really think will be beneficial is set aside time every single day, whether it be an hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you've got to meditate and, and people overthink meditation and they complicate it. And they try to figure out all like transcendental meditation. They try to do all these crazy things, try to create a month, sit in silence and create deep breaths for however long you have. If it's 10 minutes, do 10 minutes and just eliminate everything that is going on that is racket in your brain and just be at peace with yourself and in that moment and be present. That is one of the greatest things that I've ever adopted is, is, truly finding peace within meditation and finding a calm within yourself. You tie that and couple that with, with, uh, starting your day with gratitude, you're going to win. And then the last thing that I do every day is I set aside an hour for technical reading and technical reading is anything that is related to my craft. And I want to learn something new. So right now I am reading the edge effect by Dr. Eric Braverman. And this guy is an incredible neuroscientist, and he talks about how you can utilize the brain to enhance your memory, reverse engineer Alzheimer's. Like, there's so many benefits to to the brain. That's my craft. So I want to get better at my craft, and I set aside an hour every day to work on technical reading. Those are the habits that I formed for myself. Create habits that will help develop the things that you want to help, uh, the things that you want to enhance in your life. And then starting every single day with a gratitude journal is one hell of a habit to get started on. That is one of the most impactful things that I've ever done in my life. Bam. Once again, once again, Mo, you and I have so many similar, similar patterns and thought beliefs, dude, it's such a, it's such a blessing to get to know you and have you on the show. And thank you for sharing all that because you know, that's the same thing I do. It's literally, I wake up in the morning and my coach taught me this. It was like, she goes, wake up. And before you even open your eyes, I want you to say like 10 things you're grateful for. And then before, and then I added to that my intentions. So even before I open my eyes, my intentions, I have five that I say every day. One of them is definitely be present and playful with my son. I say that a few times a day. I always do my gratitudes, my intentions two or three times a day. I have to hang upside down on an inversion board for my back. So it's five minutes. So every time I'm hanging upside down, I'm staring at the trees outside in my backyard, my beautiful backyard. And I'm like, man, I'm grateful. And it's so funny because, you know, it's so true, Mo, what you said, that gratitude, 
you know, life is simple. I tell people life is simple. Stop fucking complicating it. You know, be honest with yourself, be honest with others, do your best, you know, serve, make the world a better place, be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. You know, dude, thank you so much for being here. I know we could talk all night, but I want to respect your time. I know you got your family downstairs. I'm going to take us out here for a second. Um, but you know, I look forward to having more conversations with you. Stay in the back room and I'll talk to you in just a second. Okay. But I'll take the show out. Did you freeze? No, I'm here. You look, you look like you froze. Yeah, I just, I freeze every once in a while. But anyways, uh, so I'm going to close out the show, but thank you so much for being on the show, dude. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll hang back. Cool. Hang on. Whoops. Wrong button. Ah, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Wow. An hour and eight minutes. The raw and unscripted show. Always bringing you power. Always bringing you authenticity. Always bringing you, you know, again, like I said at the top of the show, what is it that you can do? What is it that you could take responsibility for out of this conversation? If you've invested your time, and I, and I know you guys have watching this, um, Brian says, uh, great advice. What's up, Brian? Appreciate you being here. Uh, Angel, Angel, you're awesome. Great time tonight. Christopher Roush and Mo, have a great evening. You know, you guys are all fucking awesome. But, you know, what is it that you're going to do with this? You know, I do these free coaching calls and I get to the end. I'm like, what actions are you going to take from this? Well, I think I'm going to, you know, this time in our life is like no other time. This is a time to reset. We were talking earlier today, Scott and myself were talking about, I think it was camera. I've talked to so many different people today, but this is like a mixed bag of chips right now. And we're all being tossed around and wherever it is that we land, we get to choose where we land. We get to choose if out of this, that we're going to become stronger, healthier, more intent to more, more intentional with the things that we want to accomplish in our life, the legacy that we want to leave. You know, another thing that I would add to what, what Mo was saying, we didn't even get into this tonight. We kind of did, but what is your why? And when you ask yourself, what is your why? And what is the legacy that you want to live? And determine how you're going to get there. Draw a straight line and figure out, okay, what what journey do I have to take in order to be where I'm at and where I want to be? And I love what Mo said. It's like, I don't look at a number that I want to make and I'm the same exact way. It's like, can I, can I go on vacations? Can I do stuff? Can I help charities? Can I, can I, can I be free and be with my son? That's all. I mean, you know, I used to want the private island. I used to want the private jet. I used to want all this different stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you live your life simply and you just continue to grow and be yourself and serve and make a difference in the world and, you know, just intentionally be present, you know, it's another thing that the great thing that Mo said, like I said, every morning, you know, be intentional and present with my son and playful. You know, we're often in the past dissecting what it is that we should have, could have done it wrong differently, whatever it is, or we're in the future trying to assume or predict or whatever it is, pontificate about what it is. But then we lose what we have, which is the greatest gift in the world is the moment. You know, I talk a lot about uncertainty and people have said, I want normalcy and I want this. And I'm like that. I'm like, tell me what's going to happen five minutes from now. And they'll try to say something like, like you don't know if you're going to have an aneurysm. You don't know if a plane's going to hit your house. You don't know if you're going to get a phone call that somebody just got sick. So why not enjoy those moments? Why not make those the best moments? Why not focus on being present, playful, intentional, and grateful and serving and be and making the world a better place? We have so many people out there trying to divide and, and do all these things. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to make the world a better place. And that's done by your actions and your words and the people that you impact. So I encourage you guys to go out there and like Mo said, develop the habits, take care of yourself, you know, continue to grow and evolve, set time aside to learn, set time aside for your health and meditate. Um, and I promise you guys, you will be successful. And I so appreciate you guys all watching this and being a part of this and sharing this out watching the replay. You guys are fucking fantastic. I so appreciate and love you guys. And if you're struggling right now, I mean, again, feel free, reach out to me. 
the kick-ass coach. I will be there for you. I'll send you my link and we'll have a conversation and I'll help you. And you know, you just go out there and share that with somebody else. And we just continue to pay it forward. All right, guys. I love you guys. Peace out. Hey, don't forget, uh, go to the YouTube channel, YouTube forward slash the Christopher Roush and check out all the walk and talks, the Friday night live shows, my new show with Pamela Aubrey called rainbows and real talk and all sorts of other stuff that we have over there. And plus, if you want, you can see pictures or, or videos of me in a suit and tie speaking, <laughs> doing this shit. Eh, anyways. All right. Peace out guys. Kick ass nation. You guys rock. This